This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. And with me, as always, is uh, my good friends Joe and Eric. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Oh, pretty good. How are you? Mm. We made it. <laughs> We're making it through. We're doing yeah. good. Um, week number 576 or whatever it is this week of quarantine. Oh, you keep track? That's cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I started keeping track too, and then I realized I was counting wrong. Um, because like I, I might was have only been two based on my number I just gave. I, I think sure. it it started with um, I think my daughter was asking us to start counting like how many days off of school, days out of school she's had, and so we were counting those, and that just kind of became the number we had in our heads that we would add to, you know. And I actually sat down and really looked at it. I was like, oh, I'm not counting weekends, so actually today is uh, for me day sixty five. Yeah, we're oh. right around the same. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Of, anyway. of weirdness though wisconsin <laughs> opened everything up now kind of so it doesn't really matter but does still yeah. it's just awkward we should go to the bar okay yeah <laughs> it's they <laughs> yeah anyways moving on because <laughs> that's the dark times yeah yeah just figure uh, at least you're not trapped inside of a building that has a mole man living inside of it, that's right, right. So, that's true and that's sorry, exactly Stole your segue there. Saw an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> We're still reviewing a bunch of the re- unique treasures that we find on Tubi is is the best way that I can fucking word that. Um, and this unique treasure that we found uh, for this week's re- uh, review, um, which is my fault, is the Mole Man of Belmont Ave. I'm putting your ass again. Well, why don't you give us a, a quick a quick synopsis, Ryan? Okay. But, well, this movie was uh, so it was about a mole man, right? Mole man. It kind you of. know yeah. Well, it's about these two two brothers. Just just two brothers. They're two brothers. <laughs> um, it's it's in two th- it's 2011. It takes place in Chicago. These two brothers inherited their uh, this apartment complex from their mom that i guess used to be a former speakeasy and such they have like a bar underneath that they always fucking frequent um constantly we should go to the bar okay that's my favorite tagline now um i'm from wisconsin it's the only tagline (laughs) but anyways yeah they 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 have this failing rental uh property like they only have five tenants left in this massive place because people's pets keep missing. They come to find out that the pets keep taken by this creature that they all collectively, not simultaneously, but throughout, call the Mole Man. We've been calling it a Mole Man too. That's the same word we use. There's absolutely no other term that could possibly be applied. Uh, And so they decide to try to find ways to either satisfy, like hide the Mole Man, satisfy the uh, the Mole Man's... uh, urges to kill or eat or whatever and or just flat out finally like face it the plot of this is kind of slow moving i'm not gonna lie um (laughs) but 
what kind of keeps you interested is the fucking dialogue is I is fun. It's fun to watch these two. They got really good dialogue and chemistry. They, the two creators, uh, Mike Branchage. Um, I believe it's Bradich. Bradich. And John Lafamboy. The Flamboy? Yeah. yeah. Laughing Boy? Oh boy. Yeah, probably. But anyways, Mike and I'm John. Guessing, <laughs> this yeah, is, Mike and John. They direct they written, they directed, they're starring in it. Uh and it is definitely like a fun passion project to watch. Is it a great movie? No, but the dialogue is fun, I guess. But what'd you guys think? Was this a random pick for you? Or had you heard something about this one before? Oh, this was completely fucking random. I looked at the title and I looked at the I looked at the the title of the movie and the poster for it and its brief kind of like description. Um, I'm like, yep, we're gonna let's just fucking watch this and review it. Um, I actually, you guys watched it before I did. I re- yeah. I watched it like literally earlier before we did this review. Um, so yeah, it's a rando to answer your question, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is one I had heard of actually, and I think it's because I was living in Chicago when this was made, and it was made in Chicago by a group of Chicago people and. Um, whatever. So I don't remember oh, yeah, in what context I came across it initially, but I did hear of the movie and that it had gotten picked up for, you know, it's a kind of a micro budget indie movie. It got picked up for distribution and it was on my radar briefly and then fell off of it. But when you brought it up, I was like, oh, okay. I, I've heard of that. So anyway, that's my entire history with it. But so it's, See, uh... I, I was just gonna say like, I, this is one, I think the only time I'd ever heard about it was flipping through Tubi and, and you know maybe seeing it pass um, but it, it it's a great fit I think because these are the kind of movies that we like to review on, on the show you know where it's this is going to be something lower budget um, and it's you know kind of a a, a a project that you can tell the creators really cared about a lot but it, it you know it's it's a low budget movie and yeah this is the kind of thing you'd find in the $5 bin at Walmart at some point yeah right so yeah yeah Great it's, it's yeah. kind of it actually reminds me of a movie that you would find in one of those like 50 horror movies for five dollar packs and um maybe that's really cutting down on it but i don't necessarily mean that as an insult it but it it's kind of feels like something that would be in there you know it's kind of well, like yeah. a, a like a national lampoon style like it, like that kind of raunchy comedy yeah. and like the, cheap those, those 50 movie packs don't care man they don't yeah they don't throw anything <laughs> in there so um I guess the thing that I, I I couldn't lose the whole time is uh, I kept thinking, like, this is kind of just a big, long episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes! Sans Danny <laughs> yes! DeVito. Like, <laughs> add Mole Man, you know, which that's really not too much of a stretch between the two. But oh, my God, if they had uh, Danny DeVito play Mole Man, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to thinking, well, I could actually see it, It's Always Sunny doing this exact thing as an episode, so it's really not that that far of a off of that but the site the reason it reminded me of is the style of humor um and the fact that these these two people are just kind of the biggest scumbags you can kind of think of and are always doing the wrong thing for the wrong reason um the kind of situations they get themselves in it really reminded me of of it's always sunny um and not that it wasn't amusing and it's not so much of a ripoff that it's not enjoyable like but i mean the fact that they had their their bar that they hung out at and just you know i don't know uh, that that's if you like it's always sunny in philadelphia you're a fan you're gonna find this movie funny i think it's like right in the same vein um i think it, that but means... yeah it was it, we haven't looked at a whole lot of stuff we've looked at a lot of like what you would call low budget hollywood movies i don't know if we've looked at anything on this podcast that i can think of off the top of my head that is literally like a micro budget 
Um, Velocipaster. Very indie. Yeah, you're right. Velocipaster. Yep. Um, so this is one of those, yeah, it, similarly to that movie that got picked up and uh, got national, national distribution and but was, you know, very much a micro budget feature. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I, I thought it I thought it was funny. I thought it worked in points. Um, I don't know. I don't want to dive into my review yet, but um, well, this is the review. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You know, I think. Yeah, what do you think, Jeff? It was cool that they had um, Robert England in it. Robert England does have a very yeah. small supporting role in it. Oh God, um, he always but, brings a lot. But to he has. Like, he always does, and he's yeah. he's actually really quite funny. I would I would go so far as to say, out of all of the uh, attempted gags in this movie, and there are a lot of them. Um, his are the ones they don't that, always hit, but yeah, they don't land very often. Uh, his do. His oh. do. I I can't say this is a movie. It, it, it's 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 weird because I you I can really say it's think... a movie. It's definitely no, a movie. It... So lately, I was mentioning this before we were officially recording, but like, so I've been lately like watching movies really early in the week, and then like really just thinking about them a lot over the next couple of days before we record. So I've had almost a week to think about this one, and it's like, it's a funny movie that I never laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> the because the jokes are there and I'm like that's a good joke but it's not quite enough to you know make you actually outwardly to chuckle. actually make me outwardly laugh yeah and and it's right. and it's but it's but well, I'm not I'm not knocking it for I'm just saying unfortunately it none of those jokes landed with that intensity for me but I recognize oh yes that is amusing so you know <laughs> it's you know like a funny thing would happen but rather than laugh out loud I just thought to myself yes that is amusing very okay funny. Move on. <laughs> I want to say there was it one got moment. Me some t- a few times, but yeah, mostly there... the Robert England stuff, just because it was so <laughs> weird oh for him God. to be like a pervert, but not slash people up, you know. Yeah. Like one of his lines is like, "I'm gonna fuck you so good." Like he's talking to someone <laughs> just... on the phone. He's like, "The pump is working, primed <laughs> and ready, <laughs> primed and ready." Yeah. It's so yeah. cringy. Um, but there was one moment that made me legitly laugh out loud, but I can't say it. I can't repeat the line. Because it's the scene with the the first time they interact with the cops. I have all of me. No, no, no. So our main character, the brothers, they're one's Marion, um, and the other one's uh, Jarman. Mm-hmm. Did they say his name? Yeah. Give me your names. I'm Marion Mug. He's Jarman Mug. It's two G's. Um, he's talking to Jarman. It's when they're like. They just called the cops, but they they had this whole fucking scene, which I kind of thought was funny. It was like, dude, you can't call the cops. They're going to show up. So there's like this weird, (laughs) like stretched out moment where they're like realistically like, okay, if we just ignore the phone, like they're trying to figure out what to do with the phone call because they already just fucking called and they're still on the line and they just put a pillow over it and just wait. (laughs) (laughs) So they have to come up with a like a cover up story because they don't want cops to come in and shut their shitty rent. uh, They're slumlording. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're breaking their own windows. So to say like, oh, it wasn't a mole man. It was vandals. Uh, but anyways, the cops show up, and the cops are fucking hilarious. Where they just harass them, and especially this Both one particular that cop, cop. Were hilarious. I don't know what he he what he. Oh my god! He brought to something to that small like bit character that was great. But well, what, what are you gonna do with the club, huh? In case the vandals return. Why are you breathing so heavy? I have a deviated septum. I always breathe like this. Never trust a mouth breather. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. 
Um, here's the thing, uh, very quickly for you those, I want to look at the cast, but the cast on Wikipedia, um, is not accurate. <laughs> like, the Wikipedia page is not great. It's one of those ones that yeah. nobody really tried too hard with. Yeah, um, they just kind of copied and pasted from IMDb, and that was the... And I'm trying to it. find, I don't know his name, I don't, because they only have one cop on here, and it's like Robert it the Cop, Robert and I don't the know, cop? is it him? <laughs> Because they're not showing me any fucking... I'm imagining it was, but I don't know. Let me look at... Oh, there's no picture. There's no fucking picture, exactly. Um, Uncredited actor who we can't find his name, but yeah. Sorry. He is Robert the Cop, by the way. It is Greg uh, Holloman. He, uh... Yeah. So he is great, yeah. Sorry, Eric. No, that's okay. I'm glad we figured that out, because he was honestly one of the best things about the movie. So I don't know. That's that's one that made me legitly fucking laugh. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like this one, they... It's a passion project, and I'm not... I don't want to knock it, because you can tell this is actually quite well made as far as the quality, you know? It doesn't look like they shot it on a cell phone or something like that. Um, yeah. No, You know, no, it's, it's, it's yeah. well put together. Um, it's just it's it's trying to be a, a you know a comedy horror and it doesn't really land either one super well, um, but yeah and I think the fact that it's very clearly very much like a sunny episode, um, which is fine but it's like it, it's it's but I think with that I've seen funnier stuff in a twenty five minute sunny episode than in this so I I get what they're doing and and I think it it, it was a really amusing movie um i just i don't think i go back and watch it again because it didn't have any really really memorable moments for me yeah i don't know if they got their balance between like monster movie and like slacker stoner movie quite right (laughs) Uh, i think it's been done better in other places um but there are moments when it really works there are moments where it's really funny and then there's like unfortunately long stretches where it doesn't really do much for me and then but then it'll pull me back in with some funny stuff so like yeah it's pretty hit or miss but you certainly could do worse with this type of movie it certainly leans into the comedy aspect more than the monster movie or horror aspect but there's enough there um especially if you're into kind of like b monster movies with kind of you know funny low budget creature design and and stuff like that there's enough stuff here to keep you interested um, also, the mole man snatching pets and people is pretty funny. I think mo- most of the times it happens is, is amusing, especially when he tries to pull Miss, Mrs. Uh, Habershat. Is that her name? Uh, Mrs., yeah, let's uh, say yes. Let's just go yes. with it. Uh, when he tries to pull her down through the vent. The mole man ate Mrs. Habershackle earlier this evening. <laughs> and they're trying to get the hands <laughs> off of her. And, um it's i gotta mention this the first time that we see a pet get taken was the mole man kept trying to take the fucking um what is it like a tiny scottish terrier like through a mail slit oh yeah (laughs) and then it just finally like rips it out when they finally notice the the mole man that's when they first see him that was that that was funny there's that bit yeah it's got its moments i think my my biggest thing with it and uh I'll repeat this, I'm sure, a hundred times, but this movie's way too long for what it is. Oh my god! I know god, it's only it like is. an hour and thirty-five minutes, but man, is it too long! Like if they could have shaved off twenty minutes of this and made it like just a feature length, I think they could have really made something better than what they got by stretching well, it out. I don't know. It's you're right. It's one of those things where it's more it's dialogue heavy. It's a dialogue heavy movie. They're clearly just trying to do their jokes, which is 
arguably also the better parts of this movie is like the 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 thing I got out of this movie was actually the bits of dialogue. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. like there there's moments where I'm like, yeah, I would fucking I want to reuse that. Uh, I am tripping way too hard to overcome childhood fears right now. That's the kind of dialogue you get though between these two. Mm. But that's right. That's that's it. It's and, the dialogue, nothing else, and it drags. And you're like, "There's no story. Like this is well, now the starting two to become of them painful. work well together. Some of the best moments are actually just them yelling at each other and you know, kind of interacting. Um, when you throw some kind of unsteady cast members and other storylines of these tenants in the building into it, it doesn't always work quite as well. Um, I feel like you could either two options to make a better movie out of this, and that is. You could either eliminate a couple of those tenants and just have them be total side characters without, you know, exploring them at all, or um, make them a little more interesting. Um, Actually explore them. Yeah. So <laughs> like, there's the, yeah. you know, the, we had the conversation, and I, where, whether that'll land in the episode or not, about the actress who played Abby in this movie. Her <laughs> character probably not Abby. gets a couple of laughs. Um, what's her uh, name then? It's uh. It's not even on the fucking Google like cast list. It's I, I it's can't like keep it straight. Ez- Ezra or something terrible... like that. It's like Ezra, I want to say, or something. It's weird. It's Elsa. Okay, anyway, it's Elsa. She... It's Elsa. Okay, she's a you know a sex worker of some sort. Um, Maybe they lives hint. in the building, <laughs> um, and they do nothing with that besides make you know a joke out of her being topless, and then that's really all they do with her at all that's um it. yeah which you know is fine it actually it's a funny moment but like i you know i i kind of wanted to see some characters you know see, see them do something with the other tenants um the stoner dude is funny for a couple of his scenes but the fact that they spend like 20 minutes of the movie with them just kind of hanging out in the apartment um doing drugs with this guy like nonchalantly um that's what made it the stoner movie yeah yeah Did you... and it's like it went on and on and it wasn't really I, i'm exaggerating it was not actually 20 minutes it just felt like it and i'm kind of know... like going like why is this scene here do you and know who that so actor long? is though do you recognize him? i did recognize him um uh, what did i recognize him from i've been trying to put my finger on it I um do know I, him. right away he's the dumb guy from the sonic commercials oh shit yeah he is uh <laughs> oh, tj <my> God. <laughs> yeah so that's what's yeah. kind of weird with this movie. You pick they picked up actors that you're like, oh shit, it's that person. Like another mm-hmm. one, uh, it was the stoner girl. Stoner, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. from Ash and yeah, from... Ash versus the Evil Dead, which yes. would have been after this movie was made. She got that role, right? So yeah, so she got a better. And prior to that, <laughs> she was an extra on the one of the late late night shows. The guy with the guy who played the boss from Drew Carey. Oh, I forgot um... his fucking name. <laughs> But yeah, she, like it's one of those. It's those lists of actors. But at the same time, yeah. you also got Robert England, or you got uh, Tim, um, guy who Tim played Harold. Tim Kazarinsky, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, which Ka- Kazarinsky? Zim- yeah, anyway. Yeah, Car- yeah, same. Like, <laughs> I can't fucking. <clears throat> but okay, can yeah. we... you got those. He kind was of great actors. in this too. Yeah, <laughs> he had a whole weird segment though. And I, I, it'd be cool I, to talk about that if you guys want to talk about it. I actually loved the Harold part of the movie. Like, that brought yeah. me back. I was I was really getting burned on it. And then Harold came in, and that whole part with him was great. 
Uh, did I even write that down in my notes? I should have, but um, I did. I did. Like, I uh, they the whole scene is like he's supposed to be a human sacrifice. The whole skit's <laughs> like ten minutes long or fifteen minutes, yep. where they pick up a random guy on the side of the road because they're like, okay, the pets are gone. This thing's gonna start taking people. Uh, we need to start feeding it like a human to keep it like fed for a bit, so it's not taking yeah. our five. Well, this tenants. is after it already ate Mrs. Habershat or whatever her name is too. Well, they didn't know it yet. They didn't know yeah. it yet. They find out, but so the whole the whole scene is they kind of befriend this guy. They're like before they send him down, they're like, uh, let's give him a final dinner. So they gave him a steak dinner. They're hanging out. They're getting stoned with him. They're telling all these jokes. And then they're going to send him down and they send him down and they're like, oh man, I feel bad. I kind of like the guy. And he comes back like, yeah, there's no trash down there. It's just really fucking messy. And then that's, they find out, but the gag goes on, but that's what this movie does. That's, I think that's, that's what it did to keep you kind of watching longer, despite the fact that we had to, because it's a, a fucking assignment, mm. but it's like, oh God, this is dragon. And then you get like one of these scenes. So it's like, it doesn't make sense in the story, but I'm enjoying this. It's a skit. Yeah. Like it's this almost movie... like, yeah, multiple skits. Because that whole, like, stoner dude apartment scene was kind of a skit all on its own. You know, dude, you know, what's his name? Jarman takes too much or smokes too much of this weed. Laced they lace it. They, they lace it with mushrooms, and... yeah, and they didn't yeah, tell him. and so that's its own little skit. And then, like, later when they find the hermit guy um, yeah. who's been hunting the mole man in the building, that's kind of its own little skit. Um, I think it would have worked better as, like, a miniseries on the internet. Like you get each segment that would have really kind of helped you get like 20 minutes and that's it. And you move on. I don't know, Joe, what do you think? Um, I I think I'm just kind of just listening with you guys. It's building my case. Thank you. Uh, which is ultimately (laughs) that. Yeah. Like I said before, this is a funny movie that really never made me laugh. And that's because while all of these situations do have humorous aspects to them, they're forced. They all yeah. felt really forced. And I think that's why, personally, a lot of them uh, didn't land for me. And and let's be clear. If you're if you're making a comedy, you're for, you're trying to force humor, right? Mm. Yeah. Just in the fact that you're making the film. The key is to not make it look so obvious. Not make it feel so obvious. Make it feel more organic. And I thought, like, the, the stoner situation, that was funny. That was a legitimately funny sequence in the scene. But I've it's pretty derivative because I've seen it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think I think the added humor to it for me, anyways, is like, wow, this is the guy from the Sonic commercials. I'm just gonna figure that's his home life from now on. <laughs> right, you know, whatever. T- I guess that's a beautiful thing about a film like this is you give the freedom to come up with your own headcanon because it needs it. Um, <laughs> you know, and and again, I'm not trying to really slam the movie. They they made a, a competent film. The problem is the way that they're trying to focus on the the, the comedy in this just felt so forced and and derivative and i know that it's and and like i just said all comedy is to some degree forced and derivative the secret is you know the key is to not make it so obvious uh and and this just didn't hide it quite so well and uh, you know so if we're going to compare it to something like sunny what's what is it that makes that show so funny and this which has the same kind of feel to it just doesn't quite hit the mark and i think it's it's the connection between all of these characters on sunny um they're all kind of equally pieces of shit and that's what makes <laughs> yeah. that show so good and when they introduce other characters they might be kind of zany and off the wall but they're also pieces of shit and in this one this everybody's just pieces of shit the brothers yeah. are pieces of shit and everybody else is just i mean weird but they're just weird so yeah 
maybe this is something like you said that and i think there's a lot of movies that would probably be better as web series or short series because what do you do with a story like this where if you want to have all the fun stuff they put in there you need a little bit more time to stretch it out but not too much to make it like you know five hours long but you might need it to be a little tighter right or a little more organic Um, you know, I feel like from it from inception or like from the point of creation of this movie, the idea that they probably the kernel of the idea that they probably had of what they were going to do with exploring all of these different, you know, there's these two main characters and they're your window to not only dealing with the mole man, but all of these different tenants and people in the building. I don't think it would be too far off of the uh, the idea that Joe that we uh, were batting around when making my student film letters to mother. It almost seems like they were <laughs> kind of thinking alert along the same lines of you know because our idea was you know something that took place in an apartment building and each apartment kind of had its own like storyline going on and then there would be like a central some you know some something going yeah. on. I don't even remember where we were, where we were going, but anyway, that kind of feels <laughs> like what they were trying to do. And, and there's a reason in college that you decided, no, let's just focus on one of those stories for <laughs> yeah. a, what, 20-minute movie? Yeah, yeah. And, but, but yeah, what if we would have made a 20-minute movie out of each of the ideas that we had? I mean, you right. might come up with something along these lines, but... It's, right. it's, it's, um... Yeah. It's... Well, that's... I think that's what's kind of like... If you're a person, um... Like some of us... and for the most part, like where you've wanted to make your own thing at one point in your life. So you kind of understand that passion. Um, these are one of those guys who really went forth with it. And they got like, they, it's like I said, it's like, like uh, you guys mentioned actually, like it's surprisingly well filmed for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, it's competently made for sure. Right. And it's, and it's got, it's, um, and it's got like fuck. It's got Robert England and shit in it, and you got like you got you got some actors. So it's like it's a little bit above that level. That it's a little bit above that. I think it's it's above that level of like Velocipaster in mm-hmm. terms of like its quality and its casting, but it's still below like this is a treasure. Like this isn't terrible, but this isn't wonderful. It's like it's a good, but you can kind of like respect it as a good attempt. But at the same time, sure. like I'm not going to tell anyone else to necessarily watch it. It's like a certain it's, group of people that you tell, like you would like this. The fact that you we have to qualify it with that, like oh, it's pretty good for like an indie movie, <laughs> or like yeah, where I don't recall us saying a whole lot. I mean, I, I guess we kind of did with Velocipaster, but Velocipaster was a treasure. This one, not so much, and it's not because no. it's terrible. It's not unwatchable. It's not totally unfunny. It just doesn't it's quite weird. hit as strongly on all of those marks. Yeah, yeah. right. It's Maybe not, it's a little bit too unsteady, like not well, steady enough. Like, well, the last passer, its humor was based on it. It's a self-aware film. It's aware of its B level, and it uses that humor. It uses the medium and the genre that it's in to add to its comedy. It's its narrative. It's like it all fits in it in its right nature. This feels like you got some cool elements like the mole man was actually kind of cool and well designed it kind of reminded me of a of a raimi like like a raimi evil dead crossed with a dead man not dead man sorry um dark man Man. yeah so it kind of reminded me of dark man crossed with like a deadite um yeah i think the it was for 
for what it was and and they didn't use it enough like they obviously no. designed an entire mask piece for it i don't know why we didn't see it a little bit more but you see it um, for like three seconds barely yeah. like it was hard to even get a screen capture of it and like that was hard to capture you only see it for a brief bit no i was gonna say that was another thing that was a bit disappointing is that I do feel like the creature design was was pretty well done, or at least they pulled it off. And maybe that's why it's only there for three seconds, because it only looks good for three seconds. But um, <laughs> that's fine. It, it works. But I thought the ending of the film, um, again, was just another piece that went on way too long. It was funny at first when they first started crawling down and you know they're yelling at each other and dropping shit on each other and you know being the brothers like they have been throughout the movie. How you know how you assume they would face off against their foe finally. Um, but man, it went on forever before anything happened, and then when it did, it was like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's well, that's I, I was kind of I kind of got lost on the mole man part. I was gonna say the the point I was getting at was like they're funny, but it's not like Velocipaster. It's not fit their their humor isn't fitting with the narrative to help with what's going on. Nor is mm. it really addressing what they are. It's just like it's just. Let's do this fun thing. Let's do it the best of our ability. And it's like, cool, but it's not fitting well. That's the problem. Like, none of this is really fitting well. The pacing's weird. Um, and so you've got some cool bits, I think, that would have been better if you just would have put them up against things better. Like, or sh- the timing could have been better. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I, I think that the the numerous subplots going on uh, or all these different characters to kind of keep track of. And uh, I don't know, part of the, uh, I don't know I just started a thought and didn't finish it. All of those things got, <laughs> Hey, I comp- think that's that, that they, sums the movie perfectly. It really does. They, they, <laughs> they kind of all leave you hanging and then they, they don't really, nothing is given equal time. You know, every, it's like, you've no. got this main story with the mole man and then these weird little things going on. Um, the, the expo- there's a lot of exposition that's really not kind of needed. Um, God, I, I don't want to come off so pretentious and be like, I really wonder how long these guys you know, spent redrafting their script or something bullshit like that because they're clearly really trying here. And and I always have a soft spot in my heart for these kind of passion projects, especially that are like, you know, local. Um, mm. But one plot point that kept popping up is like everything was, well, let's go to the bar, right? Which was funny. <laughs> it's a running joke about, yes, they're alcoholics. Yeah. How amusing. But... That was like every time that there was a problem that was like too much for them. Well, they <laughs> they have this very relatable slacker mentality. Yeah. Um, where it's like it's either like, yeah, we have this problem. You guys want to do it now? No, we'll deal with it tomorrow. Or let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. All right. We're going to need. I have no idea what we're going to need at this point. We should go to the bar. Okay. And yeah. with every single time they say, let's go to the bar, the bar starts to become this kind of character in and of itself, but it's boring. It's like they go to the bar and they sunny. get drunk and it it just serves as another, you know, another MacGuffin or another MacGuffin, another task, another thing that they go do, but it doesn't actually add anything to it. So yeah, you know, we... they, it, it could have been like, let's go to my bedroom, which would be yeah. weird. And the fact that they, they live in a hotel and they have their own bar there. It's just, it was a strange, repetitive thing. Well, and every time they do the let's go to the bar thing, they put a bar scene in. Like, after the second time, we didn't need a scene where, like, the weird musician Nicholas guy 
came and talked to them or like we had to deal with like the bartender's boyfriend or like you could use the let's go yeah. to the bar joke like and and you know to characterize these guys and we get the bar we've seen it we get what's going on there we don't always have to have a scene there and most of them are unrelated to the general plot of the movie <laughs> Right, it's just you know, it's we just understand to try to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's it's to let's get them drunk so we can have some funny drunk line jokes. And here's where we can also pepper the scene with some of the side characters and side stories, so you learn a little bit what's going on with those, but nothing that really ever ends up meaning anything. Um, so when when you're specifically doing the let's go to the bar, um, and then that's where you're going to get all of your your silly drunk forced joke comments that that dialogue it became really repetitive you know I, like so yeah. it's it's sort of like if you ever put together like an ideal playlist for a task and you're like i need songs to start out that are going to be like empowering and then i need something that brings it down a bit and then i need something that's going to really kind of bring it all home you know you like coordinate your playlist i understand mm. you have to coordinate a scene but it again shouldn't feel so obvious <laughs> that oh Okay, so we just had a revelation about the Mole Man thing, but now our lead characters are confused. We'll send them to the bar. Now we can have some funny jokes, and then we'll go back to the other thing. And it, yeah, and then we'll I shouldn't, the story. I shouldn't be able to read the roadmap of this movie. You know what? I don't like you two, and I'm putting you on my list. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> Joe's becoming like an uh, Ebert here of this particular <laughs> film. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's perfect. Um, I I'll play a devil's advocate because it's not like it's like eh, I agree with Joe, but I'm just a devil's advocate for the fucking movie. Give it a chance here, I guess. Is uh, I would say like I did notice that when they go to the bar, like one, it shows like it's, it's a, it shows like kind of like a somewhat realistic like type of person that's like yeah i know these people um but mainly too is that um they that's actually where they figured out their that's where they figure out the problem that's where they solve their problems every time mm-hmm. they went to the bar and they kind of sulked and complained about shit and there was like that stupid joke shit like joe mentioned and yes it's predictable <laughs> i will say those are the moments where they had their eureka ideas of like oh we could do this um, and they do try to break it up with one scene with Marion saying, let's go to the bar. And his brother going, I don't want to go to the bar. And then Marion's just sitting alone on a couch, like mumbling to himself, like, well, fuck, I'm just going to go to the bar. I don't need your ass to go to the fucking bar. I'm just going to do that. I'm like, I kind of legitly laughed a little bit at that one as well. Yeah. And I'm, just because they kept doing this bar gag, like Joe's saying, like so many times that that's what just that right. one moment is like well that's funny because this is like the fifth in the or context sixth time right in because the context like now of all the finally, others yeah you finally stop doing this also like holy shit there's still 36 minutes left of this fucking movie yeah <laughs> like um yeah, yeah but, rarely do i like do that thing where i pause the movie and be like how much of this thing's left i think i did that twice in this thing so like you have to get up and like do something else. Like I gotta do some dishes. Or... Well, you know, like I had this going in the background as I was like, you know, cleaning up work state workspace and all that kind of stuff. Like moving everything around. And there were a few moments where I caught myself like, oh, I'm not really paying attention to the movie, and I never had to rewind. Yeah. You know? oh. <laughs> where I could be like, oh, I just missed ten minutes of that. I I get it. I'm caught up. I'm good. <laughs> I didn't like I actually, leave the room. I was just distracted with other things, and, I, and usually yeah. I go, "Oh, oh, I should back up because I don't know what's going on in this now." But in this one, it was like, "Nope, it, it's still nothing." 
I will <laughs> I will say because... I did watch it completely through and I'm like I like what you guys both said like you could walk away like either Joe walk away and like I don't need to rewind or pause and I'm like I watched it all the way through and it's like I should have paused I should have walked away for a moment yeah. um well in some ways it's like a sitcom once you once you have the situation and the characters then anything in this movie would have made sense no matter how long you've been gone so right so. i think what it is is like they have some they have some funny skits i'm gonna call them skits because that's kind of what they are yeah. like mm-hmm. but that's the thing like if it was like i said a, a 20 minute web series or a 10 minute web series that has to be fucking 20 minutes 10 minute web series these skits make sense but when you're sitting there like for a straight hour and 36 minutes um you realize like okay you went past the rule of threes and mm-hmm. you're not really advancing the plot because the first thing they deal with is like okay here's the mole man it's eating these pets we have to stop the pets from being being taken to keep our our tenants and so that goes on for a while. And that's where all those other random hijinks happen with always the pet getting taken. So the pets are gone. The next is like, well, let's go adopt kittens or pets from the pet store <laughs> so we can feed them to the mole man. Now that sentence alone is like, okay, so that was like, what, a two minute scene? No, that was about like no. five, six minutes. But th- there's some funny dialogue, like that whole extended dialogue where this man with his daughter... I almost wish and why do we have more. to bring all the puppies back to these nice people? Because I didn't watch ketchup when I let her out to potty. That's right. And we both know that ketchup can't be out alone because she has loose morals. Do you remember who else has loose morals? Your cousin. My cousin Linda. Loose moral Linda. Don't we call her that? Yeah, and that was like funny, but once again, it's stretched out. It's like, okay, this is a yeah. fucking movie. Long story short, yeah. And yeah, then they finally, and... then they have the skit with Harold, and then they have like okay, the, the Harold con- stuff is gold. I think that was the best bit. I in the agree. Movie, actually, they could have <laughs> they could have skipped the whole adoption of pets thing entirely and just went for the Harold bit. That's what because yeah. I'm I'm going I'm building off of Joe. I'm no longer being the devil's advocate. I'm going with Joe here. It's like <laughs> you guys got cool skits, but you had better skits that could have just taken it. it taken it's its almost place. like. Okay, and Eric, I love that you brought up college when we came up with this idea for a movie, like you said, about an apartment mm-hmm. building and all these different characters, these weird characters. Essentially, it's, I think it's probably a fairly sophomoric thing to do, is sure. a hotel or an apartment building or something like that because you can have all these wacky characters, none of which are developed. But mm-hmm. I just have an idea about a crazy this, and they live it's in a apartment. It's a way to jam a bunch of short films into a feature. Exactly, you know, and... And yeah, I think that does have potential for humor if it's done right. But it it seems so obvious, I think. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like it's almost one of those too-good-to-be-true things. Like, I can just imagine being a fly on the wall in, in a room where these two guys came up with this idea about, so what if there's a monster, a, a movie about two guys, they run a hotel or a, 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 an apartment building, and in Chicago, and there's a monster in the building that's eating their pets, and we can go into all the stories about the different people. Dude, that's so easy, this movie could write itself. But it yeah. didn't. But it <laughs> didn't. And neither did they. I yeah. think I think so. a good way to put this is, like, when you have a bunch of ideas you feel strongly about, and then you just throw them all in. Like, you don't edit yeah. down. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but it's really funny. Yes, but does it fit? But it's but it's really funny. It's like, well, the fact that you've got that by itself would be funny. 
But the fact yeah. that I've got so much to keep track of here, it's like you, the, with a movie like this, the last thing you want to do is give your audience responsibility to keep track of what's going on. Yeah. And when uh, you have a whole bunch of half-baked side characters, you know, that each one does have the potential to have a really funny setup and a really funny gimmick. But it's just too little and and not well kind of curated together. You know what? You know? I think that's curate. I think it's time to grade. Joe, <laughs> you start. Uh, you start. Okay, well, he's kind of just picking up what I was just saying, but yeah, I was kind of thinking to continue. I guess um, no, I, I think this is it, this is a movie that has a, a really funny premise, and it's uh, it, it's a passion project that's got a lot of heart to it. Again, you can tell the people making this movie are having fun with it, from people veterans like Robert England to the filmmakers themselves, who were you know this is like their first movie essentially. So. Um, I don't want to say like it's a complete piece of shit because I've seen a lot more money and a lot bigger name actors and, and production staff put into movies that were worse than this, like insultingly worse than this. Mm-hmm. This has a lot of potential. Uh, the story had a lot of potential to maintain that comedy horror thing. And that's a hard road to tow anyway. Um, but ultimately, you can't have a comedy that doesn't really make you laugh a lot. And, and call it a success. So I would call this one a right down the middle grade C. It's not bad. You're not going to get angry at watching it. It's not like insultingly stupid. It's it's funny. It's just depending on the sensitivity of your, you know, your laugh reflex. You, you might find it mildly amusing to just, eh, it was fine. So I'd give it a C. What about you okay. guys? Yeah, what about you, Eric? Um... I, I've been echo a lot of that. I think it was, you know, it's watchable. I think the the, the leads, the guys that made the movie, probably wrote the movie and starred in the movie, actually have a lot of chemistry and are generally pretty funny together. Yeah. Um, but I don't think everything, you know, in in what we are calling each of the skits that built this whole movie, really worked out for them. And they lose both the identity as like a slacker stoner movie and a monster movie. They don't. I don't think they ever decide which one they want to be, and I feel like you got to lean one way or the other, um, and, and to make it you know effective either way, and yeah. So it also is entirely too long. I just think we could have lost like a couple of those skits, a couple of those side characters, and really made a tighter, funnier, you know, more watchable movie. But hey, they succeeded in getting this thing picked up. It was nationally distributed on DVD and Blu-ray. It is now you know streaming. Uh, on like three or four different services good for them they you know that's a super huge big success for this kind of a movie and you know more power to them but i think it's uh i think i'm gonna go with a c plus on this one totally watchable funny at times but ultimately unnecessary maybe i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um and once again like echoing the echo I'll add some variation to it, I guess, because, like, I agree with a lot of what Eric and uh, Joe has said as well. Um, These guys, I think they actually do create, like, a very interesting... They have a good chemistry. They create some interesting... Very funny dialogue. Um, Definitely more on the kind of, once again, using the our standard of sunny in Philadelphia. It's that level of humor, that kind of cringy. You don't care about these people for a good reason, but you can kind of laugh at them and watch them go. But it does focus too much on that, and it loses its 
horror bits, which is unfortunate because I think the concept of its horror elements are actually fascinating, and it's kind of a shame they don't get more of it. And that includes, like, the design of the Mole Man is actually pretty fucking cool. And it's, like, so small, like, literally a blink-and-you-miss-it moment, and it sucks because it does such a good job of design. It's an... Like this, this creature, like we, like I said prior, it's it's like an Evil Dead mixed with it's it's just Sam Raimi. It just looks like a Sam Raimi design, but it has like purple skin and mole like it has a mole face with these giant yeah. mole teeth. But you see it for such a split second, and you're like, well, that fucking sucks. You don't get much of the monster. So these guys. I think what it is is, like, I think they make great writers, maybe, potentially. I think they delivered their dialogue just fine. But as a director, no. They 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 need, they need didn't edit it well. They didn't they didn't know where the, how to uh, direct a scene. They didn't know what needs to be chopped because they, they kind of just forgot about the story. That being said, because they're, they're, you know, kind of a Chicago local comedy people, you know, and they got some... They got some. They got a name star, and they got a few others. It was well shot. It was a good attempt. So you gotta give them that. So I think that balances out to, and I agree with Joe. A C. It is a hardcore C. Like you won't hate watching this movie. Um, you just feel disappointed that it isn't as good as it should have been. I yeah. think is what it is. Um, but it's not as bad as fucking what sci-fi produces. But it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like. It's 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 funny. It's like gets no. it's like it's, a stoner. It's a stoner. It's a stoner movie. It's. Yeah. I wonder Do you if find it's that any that like middling ground is actually like the least watchable kind of movie. Like because we watch all kinds of stuff across the gamut on this podcast, from stuff that we said you know are very good down to like so bad it's good or just bad movies. Um, does does it being mediocre make it like? less memorable than even just the bad bad stuff (laughs) oh i think so i think so and i think it's one of the unfortunate things about this particular project is that it you know it has it had a lot more potential than it compared to what the execution was yeah you know and and again because i think they tried cramming too much in there at once you know what this felt like a current kevin smith film <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. Being that I just saw his most recent film this past week as well, it, it it's interesting how many similarities there are. So, I yeah. think if those, I think if all three of them got together, there might be a very interesting, either a very interesting movie or just. I mean, it wouldn't be any different from Kevin Smith, what he currently <laughs> makes. Like as a Kevin Smith fan, by the way, speaking, but uh, after certain movies he's just like wow he should have never started smoking pot <laughs> but anyways yeah that was the video junkyard podcast review of the the mole man from belmont ave uh it's on tubi check check it out it's worth at least the, like a chuckle watch you don't have to pay that close attention to it uh but also if you miss it that's fine too you can just watch always sunny in philadelphia or any other kind of comedy um <laughs> we do you- this Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you did happen to watch this movie, since we've been advertising it out for the last week, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it and see how they compare with our totally meaningless and abstract reviews. Uh, feel free to email us at videojunkyourpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at videojunkpod or on Facebook at the Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook group or our regular Facebook page. We'd love to hear any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms. And coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, it's Dolomite. And that's all you got to oh, know. Yeah. 
That's uh, we're gonna celebrate our big 100th episode next week with Dolomite and uh, Joe. Joe's hard. Joe's been I'm, waiting yeah, for this for a while. I'm, I am really looking forward to watching this movie. His yeah. pump is primed, as they say. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I feel like it's inappropriate. Although I've not, I've not yet watched it. It's gonna be a first time watch for me. But I feel like by reputation, Same. it's an appropriate film for our hundredth episode. Um, so that that's the way we're gonna celebrate. So. Hopefully you will come back and join us next week for Dolomite and a lot a lot more great stuff coming um, in the weeks to come from Tubi TV. We've been picking all of our movies from there during this quarantine situation uh, and we'll continue to do so until further notice. Feel free to check that out and I want to thank everybody for listening to the Video Junk Air podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. I'm Ryan Seiskel saying we should go to the bar. I'm going to sleep. We always go to the bar. Fuck, man, I'm going to the bar. I want to go to the bar. I don't need you to go with me. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.